Rockin Episode 43 mm-hmm. of the Beyond the Cubicle podcast. Mm-hmm. I have my partner back, y'all. <laughs> He's back. God is good. <laughs> yeah, he took a one week break, but yes, we're back. Indeed. Yes, indeed. We're back. On today's show, mm-hmm. we got some jewels to drop. Oh, man. Or bombs. Bombs, too. <laughs> bombs, too. Bombs, too. Here's what we're talking about today, guys. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we go to school, we learn a whole lot, we get some skills from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they prepare us for the, the the career journey ahead. We think. We, we think. Yeah, we think. In some ways they do, but in a lot of ways they don't. Mm-hmm. So here's what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. This is the first of a three-parter. Things they don't teach us in college. Oh, help me hold the girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have one class on uh, work politics. No. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Ooh, help me. We'll share some personal stories and give you guys some uh, some tips, and we'll break down some of the stuff that they don't teach us in college mm-hmm. on part one of mm-hmm. this series mm-hmm. right after the intro. All righty. <laughs> of the Beyond the Cubicle podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for spreading the word. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We hope that you guys are really getting some value out of this. That is our goal, to help people reimagine how they see their career journeys, add a spark, add a, add a rocket booster to that thing. Reality check. Reality check. For All real. of it, man. Social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. This is BTC. Mm-hmm. You can catch us there. Engage with us. Uh, hit us up in the comments on our posts. Send us messages, DMs, whatever, man. You got uh, stories. You have um, topics you want us to talk about, situations that might be happening that you want a, another perspective on. Mm-hmm. Uh, just hit us up. You can also check us out in our, our email, podbtc at gmail.com, P-O-D, BTC at gmail.com. And we love answering the, the the challenges and situations you find yourself in. And by the way, you're not alone. You're not alone. There's people all over going through the same thing. So hit us up. Absolutely. Today's topic, things they don't teach us in college, part one. We have 15 of these. Mm-hmm. We have 15. Today we're going to do five. We'll do five in, in episode 44 and five in episode 45. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. Okay. Reality check. Reality check. Yeah. All right. Here, here's how I want to start it, though. Because I don't want this to come off like we're just bashing college. Oh, no, no, no. You know, because no. it's a very it's a oh, very vital piece. You got to go do it. Yeah, to, to your career journey. Got to do it. But there are a lot of things that are missing Mm-hmm. From from that, and mm-hmm. I guess you can kind of make it akin to um, uh, to 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 your life journey in a way because if you think about it, your parents couldn't teach you everything that there was to be taught about how to navigate life, right? In in one in in one uh, one household turn, no. correct? No, you know, no, no. and so a lot of things you had to experience and learn on your own, or you found mentors. Uh, that were ahead of you mm-hmm. that could go back and help you navigate the, the the space of years of experience in between. 
or you screwed up and got your rear end shot. Absolutely. Off, and then you said, mm, I'm not doing that. Absolutely. Anymore. So, yeah. Absolutely. That's how we learn. Right. That's how we learn. And so, um, I, w- I wanted to chat for about two minutes on the importance of college and kind of get your thoughts on how that fits into a successful career journey. You, you got to go. And it is basically uh, giving you a a template on how to learn. Mm. Uh, if you just go to say, I got a degree in this and that makes me something, you lost the whole point of why you went. Hopefully you learned how to learn because mm-hmm. you're going to learn more post-school than you will ever learn in school. Correct. So hopefully you've exercise that brain muscle, mm-hmm. and you know how to learn. Uh, I heard somebody call it academic stamina. It proves that you can do to get to a certain point. Right. And I would add to that that it also helps you learn how to socialize. Oh, well, yeah, that's the other part. You know, it, help, it, helps, it helps you learn how to socialize. It helps you learn how to navigate differences of opinion, uh, difference of perspective, yeah. different backgrounds, um, and be able to work together. In a way. Put it where it is. It's an education. You need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much information that comes through the, the fire hose uh, when you're in school. Right. However, post-education is where you're actually going to learn more than you do after you get your degree. Right. In that post-education. Mm-hmm. And for those, of, for those who might take a different route other than the traditional college route mm-hmm. to get into their career path, right? Mm-hmm. Education is education. It's, it doesn't have to be in the formal setting, Preach. but you need to take your education into your own hands. Yes, yes. Because we have the the prescribed boilerplate program, which is get a high school degree, get a college degree, whether it's two or four years, get a master's if necessary or a PhD if necessary, if possible. Right, right. jump into your career path. Work hard, you know, et cetera. All the stuff we always talk about, right? Yeah. But you still, there's other things that need to be learned associated with your career path that you won't necessarily get in a formal setting. And I always tell people, take that into your own hands. Yeah. Don't just do what they're telling you to do because that's the bare minimum to me. Absolutely. In fact, never stop learning. Never stop learning. Be a learner and you will be superior. So let's jump into these the, the, these first five things. These first, first five, five things. things that they don't teach us in college. <laughs> All right. Okay, this is going to upset a few people oh, out there. Man. It's going to bust a few bubbles. Please don't be upset. And and if you want to write us and, and challenge a couple, trust oh, absolutely. me, it's okay. Absolutely. It's okay. But uh, for some people, for, for a lot of people, it's going to help them. So. Absolutely. All right, number one. <laughs> you do not get paid with your worth. You get paid what you can negotiate. Absolutely, sir. I don't recall having a money talk <laughs> in, in college. They don't have that one. No, it, it may have been a brief <laughs> thing, but I really don't recall any in-depth topics or conversation in we, any of my classroom settings on money. No, we don't have that conversation. In fact, coming out of school, here's the thing, and this is just real straight up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get you as cheap as we can get you, and you haven't made any money yet. Yeah. Typically, you may not have a family. You don't have a whole lot of bills except for your student loans if you got some of those. Right. So uh, you're going to get paid less than your compatriots in that uh, in that same slot. The cool thing is is that we're looking for that. Mm-hmm. So we're looking to replace the old head who makes six figures with somebody that doesn't. Yeah. 
It's almost like a sports team. It is. It is. You know? Yeah. Um, the rookies, no matter how talented they are, no matter how transcendent they might become or might be, yeah. they're slotted into this. They can only make this much for the first yep. four years of their career. Yep. Right? Even though their earnings potential may be greater. Right. So it's the same way. But the point of that is, you know, I'm going to get you at a value. Yes. And then for you, your job is to prove yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Build the relationships. Create yourself, like make yourself a valuable component to somebody there or outside of the building. And then it's time to negotiate. It's always about creating value. So here's a, here's a tip. You're coming into the company for the first part. First time. Correct. The only thing you bring is hopefully some theoretical and all you got. knowledge on whatever whatever field you're going into. That's all you have. But you're bringing, hopefully, enthusiasm. You're bringing a good work ethic. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're talking to an interviewer or a recruiter, hey, uh, yeah, I'm coming out of school to do this, but when I interned here, I did this, this, and this. There's still a way to create value so that you can negotiate up somewhat. Right. But understanding... Your negotiation, what you have to negotiate to negotiate with, that pot is smaller now. Hit on this point. Yeah. The even once you get to that point where you've built your skills, uh -huh. you your knowledge has expanded. Uh -huh. Okay. You've created some value within the space that you're in. So uh -huh. now you're valuable to the organization you currently work for, uh -huh. or even possibly valuable to someone outside of that, right? Uh -huh. Hit on this point. You still, you still, that still just by itself is not enough to... Get you more. Right. No. Without you asking and being able to prove it to them. Yes. I use this, and, you know, we talk about sports all the time. So mm -hmm. if it's football, it's Brady. If it's basketball, it's LeBron or KD, you know, if it's whoever. Um, these guys could leave what organization they're in right now. Mm-hmm. And immediately, immediately, people would want them, and they'd never have to want mm. to work in an organization because they have proven value. So I tell all my young folks coming into their, coming into their own, and and you know we'll talk about the degrees later. But I had somebody come in and their their degree and postgraduate right. and this and that, but they don't have any life experience. They can't walk in a room and tell you twenty years worth of stories. No. And God bless them, they have the theoretical. Right. And if they really learned it mm -hmm. as their career grows, they'll build pockets of personal experience. They can now fold into that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They're going to be off the chain. Off the chain. But right now, starting off. All they have is theory. Are they, are they have theory. And quite honestly, if you're talking about the corporate world, in academia, that's a thing. True. In corporate, it's not a it's thing. Not, it's no. not a thing. You got to have the experience to couple with it. Absolutely. Uh, number two, I love this one. Because this is one that it took me, it's like I knew it, but it yeah. kind of took me a second to actually get into uh, beginning to master it myself. Yeah. Careers are built on relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this weekend, I was talking to uh, a buddy of ours, Marcus. Shout out Marcus Davis. Hey, uh, hey. Yeah, but we were just talking about that whole thing about, um, you know, relationships and the importance of relationships in business and careers, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... It's a cliche thing, mm -hmm. but it's so true. Cliches are cliches for a reason, right? Because a lot of times they're true, <laughs> right? Um, it's, it, it's not about it's not about um, it's not about what you do is who you, it's who you know. It, true. It's all about who you Fact. know, Fact. right? Um, 
And a lot of us, you know, we go to work every day. We, we grind it out. We take care of our business. We perform to the heights that nobody performs. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we're missing the relational piece, mm-hmm. whether it's with our peers or our uplines. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's if we want to be successful in our careers. It's the only way it works. Yeah, we have to, we have to manage our ego. Oh. Okay? And build the relationships. Well, ego is the biggest challenge to any relationship. Absolutely. So home life, yeah, kids, true. the biggest true. it's the biggest challenge. However, here's a relationship. Um, I'm helping build a class for a client. Okay. And the number one thing in this class for new managers mm-hmm. is how do I build relationships? Hmm. Relationship with your boss, absolutely critical for your longevity past thirty six hours. Past 36 hours. <laughs> Relationship <laughs> yeah, with your peers, it, yeah. mm-hmm. because your peer, you will learn more from your peers. There's some things you're not going to ask your boss because you're going to look real stupid. Oh, all the time. But my peers, yeah. hey, hey, uh, big, uh, I mean, how's this work? All the time. So uh, while the rest of the world is engaged in backstabbing, and my people of faith, you know you don't get blessed by going that route. Right. Um, your relationship with your peers, strongly educational, and your relationship with your direct reports. We always yes. talk about being, boss. being in management. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm in charge. Right. Well, if they decide to mess up in mass, you yeah. won't be in charge long. No. Because your success curve goes way down. So your bo- the relationship with your supervisor, your peers, and your direct reports are critical right. to you being successful. And if you think it's any other way, whoever it is you disregard in that relationship, that's going to be a burden rather than a help to mm-hmm. your career. I love when you just said that. Disregard my peers, they're not going to help me. And disregard your direct reports. They're going to make you oh, look like crap. Set you up for failure. Yeah. Huh. I love it. Yeah. It's, careers are built on relationships. Absolutely. And I always feel like I have to point this out, or we have to point this out when we talk about relationships, because the first thing that comes to my mind is my mindset at the beginning of my career, which mm-hmm. was, I'm not a, I, I don't kiss butt. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I'm not about to just shuck and jive and, and put on a show for you just to get up the ladder. Right. Right. Um, thanks to you. It was, it was, a. I had to make that shift and not see it as I'm trying to brown nose to yeah. get my way to the top, but yeah. I'm really genuinely trying to form a relationship with my peers, with my, with my, my managers. Yeah. Um, in order to create value. Okay. And let's make that personal. Yeah. Okay. We're both married. Yes, sir. There are there things that you do strictly for the health of the re- <laughs> strictly for the health of the relationship. I love you. Wife. <laughs> we got to go home. So we got to keep this real. <laughs> and, 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 and hold it. And not just there. Your kids. Yeah, man. There's nothing that you do in life. That's not about people. Now, some of right. us gravitate oh, man, that way so faster. True. That's so true. And others, yeah. dude, there's nothing yeah. that's not about people. Yeah, I don't feel like playing every time I come home. No. <laughs> but I do it. But you, yeah. And the strength of that relationship. Yeah, it does. That's and, true. And then as that kid grows up, daddy spent time with me. Daddy's tired as yes. squat. Yeah. But daddy spent time with me. Now, later on, and what happens is, rather than looking at it kissing butt, mm-hmm. Use the, the 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 concept, and it's the concept that works for me. How much am I willing to invest in this relationship? Investing. Should I invest in the relationship with my boss? Absolutely. And you know, you talked about having good bosses. Yeah. That's because we've gone to lunch with them. Mm-hmm. We've 
in my case, man, I've prayed with my bosses, yeah. like Christian people, yeah. uh, laughed, yeah. cried, had real heart-to-heart, -heart, yeah. uh, no shucking and jiving, just straight to the point, yeah. supported. Uh, you know, we've had real relationship connections. I'll say this before we get to number three. Mm -hmm. the, the biggest takeaway that I've seen mm -hmm. since I've shifted my mindset about managing the relationships with my bosses mm -hmm. is... 11 years with in, in this one place. Mm -hmm. um, few mergers, acquisitions. Thank God I've survived. Life's moving around. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, that's because of those relationships that I built. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they saw me as a valuable piece to, um, uh, to uh, as a valuable piece hard to give up. Mm -hmm. And I've appreciated that. Mm -hmm. I'm very appreciative for people putting in the word. And people looking out for me, and and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So I've I've able I've been able to have the success in my career. One, yes, because I perform I perform at a high level. Two, because I've I've, I've cultivated those relationships, and I'm trusted, and I trust them. Absolutely, in a corporate sense. And and what you just said that's that's so real. I had somebody say something to me one time, and I looked at him like he lost his mind. Mm -hmm. But I think that there are some learnings that. My mouth will not help you get it. You got to <laughs> right. bump your own head. Right, right. He said, I am where I am because of hard work. Yeah, okay. All right. And <laughs> he got jacked later on. Uh, okay, yeah. And what he had not done was built those relationships. Now, you and I both know we people know. That, that'll say, well, in, in kind of in a self-righteous way, well, it's not how hard you work, it's who you know. Let me just answer that. Absolutely. You're right. Absolutely. Now, if you don't like that, go home. So, the 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 trigger the trigger phrase that that some people like to use is pull up your bootstraps, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, right? Even if you got, even if you're wearing house shoes. So, so how about we take that and make yeah. it our own, and we say, tell you what, yeah, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and build relationships. Straight up. That's it. Straight up. For yeah. some, it's easier than others. It is. Yes, because of you know personal Personality. personalities, yeah, yeah. introvertism, yeah. extroversion, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. Number three. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I love this one too. Mm -hmm. Consistency beats talent every time. Who can you count on? Every who can time. Count on? Who, who, yeah. counts, who, who can count on you? Every. Yep. Mm. Yep. Some of the some of the wealthiest people we know mm -hmm. were not the most talented. Oh man. Right? Mm -hmm. But they were the harder working. And the more consistent workers and persistent, right, that we know. Dude, uh, where I grew up, the Big D, mm -hmm. um, we had a pizza king. Mm -hmm. And he would tell you, I made C's in school. Right. <laughs> he owned a pizza chain. He owned a baseball team nationally. I mean, you're kind of waking up and going, what did it take? But this is somebody, and when you say consistent, let me tell you what a picture comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. The grind. Oh, absolutely. Got up every day, the grind. There's some C students that will smoke A students yeah. out of the park because they get up every day on the grind. I know everybody's not a sports fan that listens, but mm -hmm. I think everybody knows certain sports figures, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Kobe Bryant, right? Mm -hmm. So Kobe Bryant, if you watched him play, you'd be like, oh my gosh, this guy's amazing, right? Mm -hmm. But if you really watch him compared to some other guys that he played against and either guys before him, after him, 
Kobe was not the most athletically gifted player to ever mm-hmm. get on the court. He wasn't the highest jumper. He wasn't the highest he wasn't jumper. The fastest. He wasn't the fastest. <laughs> but he was definitely one of the hardest working players that I've ever read about. Focused and serious as Every, a as maggot. a maggot, yeah, and yeah, and, and they on. but they would talk about how you know his routine, getting up every day, making a thousand jump shots a day, yeah. making not shooting, yeah, just making. Some people say I'm going to shoot a thousand jump shots. Oh, anybody can shoot a thousand jump yeah. shots. I can just throw the ball. But up. you're not leaving the gym till you make, make a, thousand. a thousand. And he would do that every day. Yeah, muscle system. memory is yeah. this true. And so take that and apply it to um, your career path, whether you're in corporate, whether you're in hospital setting, whatever, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are many people that I work with right now that can run circles around me on accounting theory, mm-hmm. on taking accounting theory and coming up with uh, different ways to solve problems, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I work hard and I'm a consistent performer. So I'm not the most talented accountant. No, not by a long shot. But I but but I work to be more consistent every day. You 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 uh, I had a I had a supervisor put it like this. Uh we were sitting there talking about looking at his his team. Right. And he said, I want to surround myself with people that I can count on. Oh man, that's true. Because his rear end is hanging out. Yeah. With his managers, mm-hmm. the people. So he wants a team full of people there to get the job done. And all of our all of our supervisors, no matter where we are, and mm-hmm. I've got clients, but it's still the same thing. They want to know, can I count on you to deliver what I need mm-hmm. when I need it? And that means you have to prove yourself to be on time, have your stuff together, mm-hmm. know what you're talking about. You got to have that consistency. Yep. Talent without discipline is just talent. It's talent. Just it's a, talent. It's a it's a Ferrari that's parked. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. <laughs> Number four. Uh-huh. No doesn't mean the word. Somebody telling you no or rejection doesn't mean that you have failed. Mm-hmm. It just means that somebody just gave you tips for success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like that one? You didn't fail. <laughs> don't do that. No, don't do that again, though. Yeah. But, but you didn't screw it up. Yeah, no, no is such an emotional word for us. And if you're not used to being on the grind, when somebody says no, we take it as a personal affront. But unless I'm all-knowing, mm-hmm. I'm going to get some no's. Nobody wants to be told they're not good enough for anything. No, no, I don't care what it is. No. All right? It can be something meaningful that you meaningless that you don't even care about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't want to be told no. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But school, man, school does not do a good job of helping us understand rejection. No. It's all about no. here are no. the skills you need. Yeah. This is what you need to do to get a job. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Which on the surface is true. But then under that is how about all these rejections that you're going to get right out of the gate? Okay. When you first apply for a job. Yeah. Personal story, right? Mm-hmm. Graduated college in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't get my first accounting job until 2005. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 2003, I was still living in Alabama. I searched up and down Huntsville for an accounting job. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Rejection. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved to Atlanta early 2005. Um, went on that trail. Mm-hmm. Rejection. 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 I'm like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. Didn't it, it wasn't clicking. Like, yo, I got the degree. 
I got the degree. And every time they were saying, well, you don't have this. Well, you didn't do a summer internship. You didn't do any internship. So you don't have any experience. Even that type of experience would have been like, the other part of my story was I didn't have time to do that stuff. I was a full-time student, but I was so worked to support myself. Right. So right. it's like, okay. Right. Okay, cool. So I need to flip my story and flip how I'm focusing on my skills in these interviews to mm-hmm. present a different level for myself. Exactly. And what ended up happening was I got an interview, and it was a blessing that um, I was interviewed by a black woman. Mm-hmm. Who happened to grew, who happened to grow up thirty minutes from my hometown? Okay, so okay. a sister from Mississippi. From Mississippi. Okay, all right. And you from Mississippi? I'm from Mississippi. Okay. Boom! Immediately, I saw that connection and I jumped on it. We shared a few laughs over some common things about the Mississippi Delta, mm-hmm. and then from there, I proceeded to just focus on. I'm thinking like, okay, all these other interviews failed, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was focusing on, well. I know this, I know this, I know this. These are my skills. Uh-huh. I then started to present myself as, hey, nobody's going to get in here and grind as hard as I am. Nobody's going to uh, 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 grow as fast as I'm going to grow. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Nobody's going to help you meet your goals like I'm going to meet you and help you meet your goals. That was my spin. And this was before any mentoring or anything. Long story short, I get that job. She once you started. Yeah, she was very she's very influential to how I saw the corporate world because of that. I had a upline manager, I want to say supervisor, I'm sorry, VP director level. Mm -hmm. We were talking about his team uh, a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. He said, Give me someone that is teachable Mm -hmm. and somebody that's willing and dedicated. Mm -hmm. He said, I'll do the rest. Because for you to tell them all the things that you knew about accounting, and they're looking at you going, you don't know about accounting what you will know. Right. They want to know, are you going to fit in here? Mm-hmm. Are you going to yeah. be the kind of employee? Culture. That's gonna, yeah. yeah. Like, am I going to enjoy working with you? Right. And if you're teachable and you're not a know-it-all, psh, the rest of that? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's detailed. That's it. Yeah. All right, number five. Last one. All right. If you want to grow fast, if you want to grow faster, practice often. <laughs> okay. So, in school, yeah, they don't really. Mm, I'm, I'm really thinking back hard to my to my to my school days. I had some wonderful professors, man. Right. I did. Right. Because I felt like my professors cared about us genuinely. Yeah. Okay. And they would share some some personal anecdotes about their work experience, right? Um, but in terms of Helping you in the long term, helping you like, hey, what about all this little stuff that helps you grow? They really get a lot of that. But if you want to grow faster, practice often. And growth does not necessarily mean promotion. So let's let's make a differentiation there. To me, when I say when I think about growth, I mean my value, Uh right? My skills, my knowledge, uh, my relationships and my value. Ultimately, are you better today than you were yesterday? Correct. Let's grow. And so, you know, practicing often. When I when I hear that, I think, okay, when I'm at work, I'm trying to learn as much as I can, but I'm also trying to get the task done. Uh-huh. After work, I need to. It's almost like homework. Uh-huh. Here's here's the things that I was struggling with today. Let me settle my brain down and let me put in some extra time to try to master it. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And then it's like, okay, I mastered that. What do I need to know ahead of this uh-huh. to expand my knowledge? Uh-huh. If you do that enough consistently, uh-huh. right, uh-huh. 
then I feel like you grow faster. And practice is expanding within your craft. Absolutely. I've been doing stand-up, facilitation, whatever, 30 years plus. Mm -hmm. So what? I turn on program after program and see things. Mm -hmm. Man, I want to do that better. Correct. One yeah. of the guys that I admire, he, he wrote a series years ago, uh, Generations, if anybody's doing any work, and uh, understanding generations, mm -hmm. generational differences. Mm -hmm. You are what you were when. His name is Dr. Morris Massey. And besides his uh, prolific use of four-letter words in his presentation, nice. he is hilarious, he is funny, he's gifted, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So one year at the American Society of uh, Trainers and Developers, they had a big conference, mm -hmm. and he's the keynote. Man, I am geeked to hear Dr. Morris Massey. So... Mm -hmm. I open the auditorium, everybody's eating, and I'm nosy, snooping around the exhibit. I open the auditorium, and there is my idol on stage in an empty room practicing. Mm. He is world-renowned. He's going to make about $35,000 off that speech practicing. So I'm sitting there like the kid, like, wow, and he gave me that look like, you don't need to be anywhere near here. So I kind of skulked out of the room, came back when he presented, man, he rocked it. We were laying over, he was funny, it was informational, mm -hmm. standing ovation, yada, yada, yada. So why does somebody who's at the top of their game practice? Why does Kobe practice? Why does LeBron today practice? Why does KD practice? They still a thirst to be greater what, than what, they are. You, you know, yeah. uh, even though I know New England's not my favorite team, Yeah. Their practices, the yeah. way that Bill Belichick. I've heard. In fact, he comes out and just says, do your job. Why are you practicing what you're doing? Now, if you're not practicing to get better at your craft, mm -hmm. you can kiss the baby. Because your replacement that's coming up behind you, they are. They will. Yeah. So if you don't do this, this is a kind of a thread. It looks good. If you want to grow faster, practice often. Mm -hmm. But this is also if you want to keep what you've got, yeah. You need to make you need to be getting better at your game. Absolutely. All right. So it's time for our uh, our big takeaways and our encouragements and advice segment for the week. Got it, got it. What you got? Um, I think I'm going to go with a big takeaway from this one. Okay. Um, biggest biggest takeaway from me is your, your career is a whole person, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm looking at these first five that we've covered. And we've covered relationships, we've covered money, we've covered um, um, internal drive, basically, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, right? So, and and we've covered um, uh, just your 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 feelings and emotions and things like that with rejection. Uh -huh. It's a whole person, and it's a whole it's it, it's a it's a thing that has to be nurtured and taken care of, right? And so, don't just focus on one thing, okay? We have to we have to kind of look at it from a bird's eye view, see everything that's happening, see where we are, uh, and then come back down and key in on the improvement areas and keep pushing. Uh, and I think that's what this series is going to really be about. Absolutely. What you got? I think mine is just uh, stay teachable. Mm, like stay that. teachable. Uh, get your ego out of the way. Yeah, you know some things, but you don't know everything. So be quiet. And even if somebody tries to show you something that you know is off, mm -hmm. let it go. You still may pick up a couple of strands that you can use later. Right. 
So stay teachable. Stay teachable. All right, y'all. Episode 43 of the Beyond the Cubicle podcast in the books. In the books. Come back next week for episode 44, where we talk about things they don't teach us in college, part two. <laughs> we got five more to give you. All right. Y'all stay easy. Hmm.